welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about how Jedi are better than normies and Sith are better than Jedi. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, <laughs> we're almost done the book. We yeah. cover chapters 13 through 16 of Legacy of the Force, book 9, Invincible. Invincible for the normies. <laughs> gotcha. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon. Luke is Jaina. Jaina is Luke. Kaidus is armless. Tahiri takes Shibu's life. Ben takes his chance to escape. Jaina is bloodstained. And she has to tell Fett that Murta didn't make it. Ben escapes via Hapens, but Tahiri captures Prince Isolder. That was what happened last time. That was my succinct summarization. It worked. I actually didn't kind of like part of that, but anyways. It still worked. That was last week. This week, we get into the near end of the book. Of the series. Of the series. Starting with chapter 13, which of course starts with a joke. I heard two droids talking the other day. The first one asked, did you beat the Wookiee at Sabak? And the second said, yes, but it cost me an arm and a leg. Jason Solo, age 14. Bingo, bango, funny guy. Yeah, I liked it. A dangerous game and a strong jokey. 8 out of 10. And the chapter picks up a week after the events at Nickel 1, just like we did when we caught up with Jaina at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. A week after losing his arm. Kaidus loves medical technology. He thinks to himself, today's medicine is great. He's like a commercial in this scene. Yeah. He's is he desperately trying to, to trying to help his own psyche here? Or is he trying to make a sales pitch as he's jabbering to a lady patient? Who's that lady patient mon? It's Murta Gev. Cause wouldn't you know, she ain't dead. Nope. But she's paralyzed. Yeah, she's just paralyzed. Paralyzed from the neck down, I think. Yeah. That Kaidus says. And she can't have any of this magical healing medical technology unless she tells Kaidus. Who were the Jedi that helped you? And being a fat and a Mandalorian, Murtagev tells him to, I quote, get borked. <laughs> I love that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, borked and get borked and lubed like i forgot about lube till just now i love that i love that stuff man just like the silly uh phrasing of of you know colloquialisms get borked no answer of course can you can you break even a paralyzed mandalorian can you even crack her well i think they're gonna try uh he cracked her pretty good if she's paralyzed anyhow <laughs> Tahiri arrives to interrupt his infomercial and to explain that uh, Ben has escaped. Kaidus is more bothered by the loss of the droid, the assassin droid or his personal uh, 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 protector droid, SD double yeah. X. Yeah. He says, he thinks to himself, SD double X, quote, lately was the only one who truly understood him. A security slash assassin robot. The only one that understood you. That's not a red flag? Yeah, that's not good. That thought coming to your mind isn't like, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm turning into a murder machine. Nope, doesn't make that <laughs> equation. 
Hey, okie dokie. He feels sympathy for Tahiri over the interrogation murder. Been there, done that. Accidental, mm-hmm. of course. Everybody knows that. But he is annoyed when she doesn't feel better just based on the simple fact that he has forgiven her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, man. We've said this many times over the course of the series, going back to the very first probably episode. This guy is Space Jesus point two point oh point two point oh. <laughs> Space Jesus. Inherited from his grandfather. He's pretty pretty arrogant. Yeah. He literally is mad at Tahiri because she doesn't just feel better. Yeah, when he too much uh, too much self-reflection going on right now. I love that. I think that's so funny. He's just having a major space Jesus malfunction. But those damn Jedi egos, man, mm-hmm. popping up all the time. But simply the news of Isolder's capture is enough for Kytus to calm down and instantly narrow down the secret Jedi location. Narrows it down to the transitory mists. Based on, I'm guessing, context clues. Number one, Prince Isolder is from the Hapes Cluster, from the transitory mists. Why the hell is he here if they're not involved? Why would they be involved if they weren't helping the Jedi? So, follow that string of logic, and then also his explanation of, once I knew where to look, it was easy enough to find the concentration of Jedi. It just was so hard to find them over the blanket of the entire galaxy, yeah. right? Is the kind yeah. of the excuse he gives. And that, but you didn't. And his, feel over there first. And his um and his blood tracking, his night sister right, um, right. blood tracking, that, which yeah, that's true. That helped. It probably the combination of all those things. <laughs> yeah. Right? The common, like the simple logic of Princess Older, and then the Force thing, and then the Dathomiri night sister blood trail. That's so cool. Yep. <laughs> uh, just a like having that force power thrown in here in the middle of the book, just like, yeah, never mentioned it here so far in the yeah. nine books. Bing, bing, boom. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. And Jason's got a magic power that can track you across the fucking galaxy. So he's got it pretty figured out. They must be in the transitory mist. Context plus force clues and blood equals the best battleship player ever. going <laughs> to sink them all. P.S. Obviously, in the narrative, this is no time to explain how a Night Sister blood trail works because we just fucking gloss right over that. Mm-hmm. Like, introduce the idea, not talking about it. Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. It's like, it's mystical magic powers, right? If you're going to sit down and stop and explain how they work every single time you introduce one, yeah. kind of defeats the mysticism of it. And in the, the mystery, in the text, he says, this is neither the time nor the place to explain it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I forgot to mention that was in the text. That's actually in the text because he doesn't want to explain it to Tahiri right now. Yeah, he's got no time to explain how it works. Yeah. Be be forgiven <clears throat> and feel better. So obviously, the Dathomiri Night Sister blood trail is Jaina's new neck tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, putting two and two together here. But... The fight was so confusing for Kytus. He thinks he had been fighting Luke one moment, Jaina the next, and then they had both been there. Not just illusions of them, but presences real enough to bat blaster bolts back at the stormtroopers attacking them. A little more depth of insight into Mm -hmm. what the hell Luke Skywalker was doing in that fight. As we kind of figured... When he turns his, uh, he, they're up. She's up in the booth or whatever at the end of the fight, 
and he turns his attention away from her and orders all the stormtroopers to point to attack a corner where she sees there's nobody there. Luke Skywalker was there. Yep. And enough there to bat blaster bolts. And back. he's the only one that he's the only one that saw it. It wasn't just. Yeah. How, uh, how much did the entire crew involved in writing episode eight <laughs> pull from these books? Yeah. Because I mean, this is, that's exactly what Luke Skywalker does, right? Nobody else in the movies ever force projects themselves across the galaxy. Luke Skywalker does it in the books. Yep. And then here it comes. And then in the books, Luke Skywalker poorly trains his nephew who turns to the dark side and causes a big problem for the galaxy. In the books or movies? Which one am I talking about? Anyways, yeah. moving on. The battle was confusing. And this all sounds pretty real to me. Like, goddamn, Luke is strong. Mm-hmm. If he can put himself there strongly enough to even... Obviously, he's not physically batting the bolts back, but he's must be like projecting his presence there strongly enough to be able to then use the force in that location and, and bat the and deflect bolts the bolts right? back right, with right, his right. mind with the force yeah right with his mind not yeah. with the vis the visible lightsaber that he's projecting or maybe like yeah. maybe his force presence is so visceral so they're like so intense that it's actually a solid thing but don't forget jason would know if he was coming a mile away so yeah He's not that strong. <laughs> only, only absolutely crushes him every time. Anyhow, the blood trail works. So back to interrogating Murta. We still want to know who those Jedi were mm-hmm. because the fight was so confusing. Kaidus doesn't believe his eyes. He's like, well, that was my sister, but then it was my uncle. And then they were both there. So he's trying to get some goddamn answers out of Murta Gev. She won't answer any questions, so let's cut to we'll disfigure her. Yeah, we'll chop up your face. Which hits the right note with Myrta, who then calls Tahiri, quote, dung-sucking dark side slut. Yeah. Why slut? Because, I... because, because that's how men make women feel bad, so that's how men who write these books think that women make other women feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Like, why, why are you throwing slut in there? It's it's more... It's just, it's just like a it's like an anonymous type of thing. Yeah. It's not even a directed barb. Yeah, it's, it's happened just, more than once in this book series, too. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever. Maybe Tahiri likes to fuck. But we know she doesn't. <laughs> She's been in love with one dude all her life. Yep. Uh, who died. <laughs> she only kissed him once. In her memory. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of aggressive slut shaming here, but she did just have her hand down a 14-year-old's pants. Now, mind you, Myrta doesn't know that. No. But, uh, okay, moving on. P.S. Gross. P.S.S. The Imperials want Myrta's blood to kill Boba Fett with. If we remember back to Nickel One and they had the special gas that they used to kill only the soldier bugs, they have this nano killer that they can tailor to specific DNA. Mm-hmm. So they want Kaidus to give them Myrta's blood so they can kill Boba Fett. Medical science marvels. That's what this chapter is all about. This whole chapter is an infomercial for the expanse of medical <laughs> yeah. technology under the regime of for Darth Kaidus. Science of the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the year 2000. Now, this 
is what breaks the Mando. Hearing them talk about, we'll use her blood, we'll steal her blood, because she's paralyzed, mm-hmm. and we'll use it to kill her grandfather. That gets her talking. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. She says, there was one Jedi. Your sister, Jaina. Dun, dun, dun. She's on the cover, Jason. Come on. But he doesn't believe her. Luke was there, you fucking liar. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I seen it. I fought him. And now, with Murtagev's lie, Jason knows that Luke is the key to winning this war. He's so deep in his lies and ignorance, he refuses to see the truth in front of him over and over again. Yeah. Here it is another time, right? Because he doesn't actually feel her lying until she says that Luke was there too. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, you're hiding something else, not lying about the thing that you just said. Yeah. Paranoia is a hell of a drug. That's how interrogation works. They end up telling you what you want to hear. Yep. Yep. You did it, right? You betcha. Can I go home? (laughs) No, actually, to jail. Chapter 14. Starts with, if you know, if you could guess, a joke. What's the difference between a lightsaber and a glow rod? About 2,000 degrees! Jason Solo, age 15. Mm-hmm. All right, the joke is whatever. Four out of ten. Yeah. Uh, my delivery was good. <laughs> <laughs> but why is he 15 now? I don't know. Is there something, you know, is this a mirror of his past? Where between 14 and 15 is where he <laughs> snapped or something? And that was where the darkness started cracking and creeping in. Remember, that's what we talked about way, 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 way long ago is it gets in through your flaws, right? And your insecurities and stuff. So he's 14. He cuts off the love of his life's arm. And then he's 15. And he's a broken young man. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I might be, uh, it's late. I might be reading a bit too much on that. Now, chapter 14 really starts with Jaina. Who's been training with the Lust Toads mm-hmm. and has shown them Bavine's crazy eyes. Ooh, scary. Ooh. Yeah. She beats now, the crap out of four of them. Now, these are all... Okay, so this goes one of two ways. Either this is stupid because they're all trained warriors and shouldn't be shocked and impressed by somebody going full crazy. Or we're meant to take it as that's that much next level crazy that she can scare Jagged Fell and Zek the Jedi, whatever the fuck his last name may be. (laughs) You know what I mean? It goes one of those two ways where either it's lame or it's supposed to be super cool. Like your parents telling you something is really cool. Yeah. Look how cool they think it is. You know, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be the the loss of. Control. control. Because Jane is always part. in control and Jedi are always in control yeah, and stuff. I think but, that's what it's supposed to be. But that's a little bit lame for me, man. That's how you're going to beat a Sith? By f- by by fully committing? That's the trick? <laughs> I guess. Fuck off. By not thinking about what you're doing. So he can't like read Become an automatic it. robot killer? Yeah. So he can't like read what you're going to do next kind Here's of Here's my real question. Why do, have they not just gone after him with like 30 Jedi yet? I don't the know. max they took was like three or four one time. 
Yeah. And he just slaughtered those fuckers. And and the only the only reason <laughs> and I'm for still that mad mission, Katarn's not dead. That's stupid. The only reason for that mission was. was to place that thing on him so they could track him. Yeah, exactly. It was well. That was like that him. was like their their silver lining part of the plan, right? Yeah. Like either we actually do capture him, <laughs> great, or we fucking track him forever yeah. until Lieutenant Snappy Neck T Butt says, "Hey, you got something weird on your coat there." Yeah, there's some on your clothes. You normally keep your stuff pretty clean. Yeah, way to, way to repay that attention in detail. So, crazy eyes. That's the difference. Jane is trying to prove to the onlooking Jedi Masters, who are watching all this, she's training with Tessar, Saba Sabatine's lizard son. Mm-hmm. She's training with Zach. She's training with Jag. And all the Masters are standing around watching. She's trying to prove to them that she's ready to go after Kaidus again. Because... In case we've forgotten, she's doing this by the rules, remember? Yeah. So she wants permission. She wants, I don't know, not acceptance. What's that? The allowance? She, yeah. She wants to be allowed to go. Permission, yeah. whatever. Yeah, permission. Endorsement from yeah, the Jedi yeah. Masters. She wants her mission to be sanctioned. She doesn't want it to be a fucking. What's that other word now? Erratic. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I'm just going by your hand gestures. <laughs> like vigilante. Yes. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I was wiggling my like, hand like in, a a, fish. In, a, in a snake pattern. <laughs> and that meant vigilante. She wants to do things by the rules, remember? And doing things by the rules comes with benefits, such as Luke Skywalker teaches you how to do Shatterpoint. Because mm-hmm. he knows. And... Hasn't told anybody <laughs> ever for all these years, no. even during the Yuzhan Vong War, when they had the crab armor. They were impenetrable to the Force and and had armor that was resistant to lightsabers. Secret, secret, secrets. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Take that advice from a stripper on the office. Now, Jaina shatters some Beskar, so she seems to be getting it. Yeah. First she goes block of wood, and then concrete, and then glass or something, and then yeah, some Beskar, uh, bang, smash. Yeah, they're all called Duras, flimsy something, it's some, <laughs> like some spe- plasteel. Yeah, they're all special fucking sci-fi names, right? But she seems to be pretty good at it. And Ben comes back to the Jedi hideout, and he's almost as tall as Luke. So that, that needed to be mentioned. Mm-hmm. Also, the Hapens have brought most of the home fleet over to the Jedi hideout. Along with Tenel Ka and Alana, because she's not leaving her mother's side ever again. Never. And the Queen Mother reveals to Luke, Jaina, and Ben, Leia, and Han, and Saba, Tassara, and Zek, and, and Lobaka, and, and yeah, whoever the fuck else is yeah. standing around there. Right, I forgot about Lobaka. Stupid name. Yeah. What was the other name? It was way worse. What was the one? His on... wife's name. Oh, Malotabak. Yeah. Fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Telecall shows up and she tells everybody, hey, the Anakin Solo's coming here. He's He seems to have found you guys. The Anakin Solo is moving out towards the transitory mist, a.k.a. your fucking hiding spot. And he's going to be here within 12 hours, which is to say shit just got real. Yeah. She delivers this message. <laughs> and Luke's not surprised. No. Oh, and P.S. Jaina. That's tracking blood on your neck, bud. Yep. And I knew it all along. Yeah. 
Tim remembered something. Uh. Oh, no, I, that was me as Luke. Oh, okay. Oh, but yeah, right, I did right. remember that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Both. But yes, of course, Luke knew it all along in Secret Secrets. He won't tell anybody. She's got tracking blood on her neck. Turns out her and her brother have bad blood. If Jaina had any lingering doubts about whether there might be any trace of Jason left inside Darth Kytus, they were gone now. Kytus had known exactly what he was doing when he ordered those stormtroopers to redirect their fire. And his cold calculation in the face of such an injury scared her even more than seeing him stand up after losing his arm. He hadn't wanted to kill Jaina then because he needed her to lead him to the Jedi now. Oh, tingly. <laughs> I got major goosebumps right there. Just thinking of like the masterful foresight of that. Yeah. You know, maybe it it can't have been something he saw in a vision because he's not seen Jaina in the visions. It's no. always Luke, mm-hmm. according to what we're hearing. And so for in the moment for him to be like, I'm going to burn you with my blood and let you go so I can get you all. Oh, that's yeah. heavy. That's dark. cold, and it's uh, uh, that's enough. That's enough for her yeah. to know. It's at that point where she's finally like, "Okay, Jason's gone," and enough so that her mom and dad notice yeah, and they her, mention it. Her parents watch Jaina lose the last hope of redeeming her twin brother, Jason Solo. That hope is gone mm-hmm. because he was conniving and calculating enough. To delay killing his sister to catch everybody. After having his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. That's the level of fucking smart this guy should be all the time. Yeah. He, but he, he doesn't know Mandalorians are vac suited. He would have won a long time ago if he was this smart all the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you know what? We haven't heard from fucking Nyathal ever since she, she made her government in exile. She's been exiled from this fucking story yeah she's gone come to think of it anyhow that had nothing to do with jason but this brings up a question from ben watching Jaina lose this last hope of redeeming her brother how do you know when someone is beyond redemption and once again the fucking kick in the nuts direct bullseye wisest thing that ben could possibly say in the moment mm-hmm. how do you really know when someone is beyond redemption and Jaina says I think earlier in that paragraph that I had read or later, most of the things that Jason had done could have been forgiven Mm -hmm. except for kidnapping his own daughter, you know? And then this takes it to the next level, this blood on her neck, fucking track all the Jedi thing. This is how, you know, when everything's just so bad. That every choice he's making is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, you kidnapped your own kid. So Ben is wondering, what about Tahiri? Because, you know, he saw her kill Shivu and he saw her hate that. Yep. She did not like it at all. Not the way that he saw Jason take joy in killing people sometimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever fucking Ben says. And then, turns out there's somebody even younger and wiser than Ben... Because Alana speaks up (laughs) and tells everyone that Jedi Jason likes hurting people. She felt it. Yep. She synced it. 
She's like four. Such a fun little family she's got. She's five. Oh, she's five. Five years old with a lifetime of crazy ahead of her. Chapter 15. <laughs> Starts with a little hoo-ha. A little brouhaha. Shark bait. <laughs> brouhaha. That was just for you. Nobody, like else, nobody else is going to laugh at that. I guarantee no. Why was the Jedi Master cross-eyed? Because he couldn't control his pupils. Three out of ten for 2020 insensitivity. <laughs> now that joke has so many goddamn good layers, and I'll let you pick that apart at your leisure. Jason's still 15. Jaina is in a stealth act, though, as the chapter begins. Waiting to start the mission uh, titled Ambush the Anakin so Jaina can board and hunt Kydus. Mm-hmm. Once again, a theme that came up a bunch of times whenever anybody's on a mission with Jaina. Whatever the fuck she's doing is the most important thing. Yep. Everybody else better put their asses on the line to get her shit done. Yep. This whole book so far. Yeah. Then like back when they were on the Lumaya's asteroid with Jag and Zach, any, anytime she's on a mission when she was, uh, when she was flying, at was it a uh, Rella deer when she was flying, she was doing the most important thing and everybody had to support her. Right. Mm-hmm. As would be the case when you're like the most fucking competent and powerful of the group, I guess. But yeah. Since the beginning, we've, we've been fed these seeds of even when they went to what the hell planet was that? Relophon, Terraphon, Terraphon, yeah, whichever one. I think Relophon was a real planet though in this in this world. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like even when they went there, and it was like Zach was thinking to himself, like, oh, whatever happens with these SD droids, I just got to make sure that Jaina gets safe. Blah blah blah. And you know that's the Lust Toad thing too as well. But here it is again. Is that when Zach got lit on fire? It might have been, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, falling yeah, from yeah. that flying speeder. Yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> Because that was on Coruscant. That was before when they were trying to kidnap... When they were trying to... Adel Saxon or something. Yeah. Uh, the the first of four Karelian prime ministers. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of dead assholes. All right. Mission, ambush the Anakin so Jaina can board and hunt Kytus. Simple as ever, as all Jedi missions seem to be. Now, out of meta... In, in a meta context, I stopped reading at this point and I was like, man... This can't be another false finish, like the Roche ambush, right? Like, there's not enough book left for no, another really not. false, for a third showdown? There's not enough book left for that. This is fucking it. It's, it's on. Up. Yeah. The mission has begun. And she takes a moment to lament the growing distance between herself and her wingmate slash ideal mission partner, Zek. Her fault, of course. Which, Jaina says, has weakened their force bond. I guess it was only a super tight force bond because he was obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like he was holding up way more of the uh, of that force bond than she was. And now that he's, you know, he doesn't really care so much. Yeah, the emotional whatever he had there, going on. Well, there's a distance between them right now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. He's thinking about that hapen chick. Another of many tattered relationships over the course of this book series everybody's life has been like pulled taut as tightly as possible <laughs> to the point of breaking every personal relationship that they have with each other mm-hmm. just about you know and and no more is there a better example of that than obviously jason right like yeah his sacrifices all that all that prophecy jazz about kill what you love or whatever the fuck 
Yeah, whatever. We'll it was. go back over that next week when we cover the whole series. But man, this okay. So to put it in a quick context, again in a meta way, in a, in a in a macro view, mm-hmm. when I picked up this book, <laughs> this betrayal book, fucking whatever, two thousand whatever, seven, eight. I did not expect nine books of ruining all of these characters' lives. No. The, my three favorite characters from the movies, and then all these characters that I learned to love throughout the books. In retrospect now, reading it the second time, that's what every story is. That's mm-hmm. drama, right? Yeah. Is conflict leads to tension, leads to resolution, positive or negative. Yeah. And like these these poor bastards all just getting torn apart. Anyhow, Jane and Zach aren't so close anymore. And she's like, uh, that's not my fault, obviously. And maybe a quick echo of Jason and Jaina before we get that fight on. Another reminder, everybody's falling apart from each other. Cut to <clears throat> one of the rare cutaways in this book, in this entire book. Yeah. All the previous books are full of them. This book is so focused on Jason and Jaina, but here we get one of our rare cutaways to Han and the Jedi Masters watching the plan go immediately wrong. Yep. As Jaina and Zek are nearly overwhelmed by blaster fire, as there's some other bigger ship with the Anakin called a stupid name that we'll get to later. (laughs) Han is scared, but maybe Luke saw this already and just didn't tell anybody. Maybe he planned for the plan to go wrong. A secret future plan. Another secret. Another future. I don't know. Han and Leia have a little banter about having more kids. Are they about to actually parent a child? That would be a poor choice. It would at 70 and 60 something. Yep. Or 80 and whatever, whatever old they are. Stay tuned. I, I, I actually really love this scene because I like getting Han's perspective. They do it a bunch of times in yeah. the middle of these Jedi missions. Mm-hmm. And it's always... It's obviously to serve the purpose of making us feel as desperate as he is. Everything is out of his control. Yeah. <laughs> like all, and even, even so in the missions when he is there, like when he does have direct, uh, I don't know, uh, control or input over, over what's happening in the situation. The best he can do is fly a ship and shoot a gun. Yeah. He's always be way, way below everybody else on the mission as far as competency and capability and like maximum potential for winning the mission who's going to be the mvp of the mission he's got to be at the bottom of the betting list and, every fucking time and he is one of the most skilled people in the galaxy exactly <laughs> he hangs around the with... jedi are better than the normies <laughs> and the sith are better than the jedi according to the sith yeah we'll see if they're to be trusted or not but you know in the middle of these Jedi missions, where Han is overwhelmed, and he's all whacked out, you get gold like this. Luke was standing with his hands clasped behind his back and his head down, his eyes closed as though lost in thoughts. Or his memories or some kind of Jedi trance. <laughs> Han Solo is looking at Luke and going, I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> what, what is I don't know what's happening? happening. Yeah. And like, it's not like he's going to tell me when he wakes up. He doesn't tell me shit. They all feel, except for Han, Jaina and Zek reach safety. He gets told. Yeah. 
He's just looking again, at the thing at the. He's like the little flashes. puppy just waiting for the Jedi to give him a treat and tell him wait, they're going to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we going for a walk yet? Or is it time to go for a walk? Yeah. Uh, you guys let me know. They see Kytus' fleet slow down, which is bad for the plant. And then Luke is uh, gone again. Cut to Jane and Zek are safe, but their stealth axes are in terrible shape. No shields, limited weapons, low fuel, and vac suits on because no life support. About as well as most of the Jedi plans have been going. But here comes Luke in one of those Mandalorian Besulik fighters and the Stealth X team all around him. I think Janus has something like three dozen. Yeah, Stealth there's a X's lot. pour out of the Uruuru station. Yeah, Uruuru station towards the Anakin. Oh, and I'm oh, going to say the name. No, don't do it yet because I have a good line, I think. Oh, okay, all right. If my line's bad. Well, mine wasn't going to be good. I was just going to say it. You slap me on here. Okay, good. Then I'm going to win. Now, (laughs) (laughs) the Stealth X team all around Luke find this best of the week that Jaina says looks like a fucking steel brick being flown by real space Jesus. Like, it's amazing what he's doing with this rectangle of hard metal. But Jane and Zek take major fire while they make their run to disable the Anakin's shields. And Zek disappears. Mm-hmm. Luke and the Jedi lose six or seven stealth axes on their approach to bomb the piss out of the, the bridge in command center after the shields are down. And finally, after all the holes are blown in the ship, Jaina ejects from her stealth axe and follows it as it crashes her an entryway into the Anakin Solo. Yeah. And she says... Get ready, Kytus. Here I come. Oh, that is bad ass Jaina. And to hammer the point home, this is the second time in this book, this month, that this week, that she has jumped from a moving spaceship to kill her brother. Yeah. Twice <laughs> in a week. You jumped into free space. Into another uh, thing. Uh, a place yeah uh object and this ship. time she's following after the fireball that was her yeah. her ship her ship went ahead of her and smashed a hole for her to land her body inside the anakin <laughs> solo yep she's fucking wicked right now serious commitment chapter 16 it's got a little joke do Bothan politicians ever tell the truth? Sure, they'll do anything to win an election. Jason Solo, age 15. Long before massacring <laughs> all the Bothans that he has in captivity right yeah, now. And that he's sure to murder after the war. Yep. Shaving him down. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Zero out of ten. Fully lame. He's still 15. Yeah. Kaida sees Luke's desperate attack on the Anakin. The massive bombing that lost the stealth axes, some of them. He sees that he has survived it. Mm -hmm. And he sees victory within his grasp. A vision of a grown Alana and a group of good people walking towards a white throne surrounded by light or made of light. Yeah, something like that. He wins. This is him winning. Obviously, I'm going to win this battle because my daughter is going to go on to rule the galaxy with goodness. 
That's what this vision is telling him. Obviously, I win. <laughs> I don't fucking care what happens. I win. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to win. win. Right? I'm going to win. And I don't know if you remember a long, long time ago. Now I can still remember how that song is so, so long. American Pie. Um, long time ago when I was talking about how. What if Jason truly does make a better galaxy in an unintended way? It's not going to come through his success and his rule. It's going to come through his failures. And the and, and then the consequences after that yeah. is going to be positive. I said that a long, long time ago, and that sounds exactly the fuck like this. He's not interpreting it that way. He's interpreting it as a direct correlation. I win, I rule, then she rules. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. But I think this is what the fuck I said a long, long time ago. These are the unintended positive consequences of... How crazy he's become. Yeah, and this is what I this is the kind of the same kind of thing I thought of uh from the like the first six movies, episode one to three and four to six, obviously. Yeah. Um, where Obi Wan All those ones. Yeah, Obi Wan yells at Anakin, you were supposed to destroy the Sith, yeah. and then You were the chosen one! Yeah. You were my brother And then in episode six he actually does. It's just In Exactly yeah. in that um in that I'm really bad with words tonight because it's yeah. late. But in in that, what's what you pull you pull the rug out from under? It's like a twist ending. Yeah, you're subverting expectations. Yeah, and, and not you didn't do it in the way everyone thought, but you still did exactly what you said you were gonna do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that's what's happening. That's that's. And this is the prophecy of of Anakin Skywalker reborn and relived again. Mm-hmm. If we're right and he's wrong, yeah, because he thinks. I just saw my daughter in a vision ruling. I win. And then he sees a vision of Jaina's face saying, get ready. Here I come. Quick question. What was the point of hiding her all this time? You blow your element of surprise the moment before you attack. Yeah, when, remember when she jumped? Sorry, jumped when, out of the ship last time and just started shooting shit with missiles yeah. off her fucking suit right away. And I was like, "Wow, you're bad at this. You're you're a bad sneaky spy. What are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that? You, what do you think you're gonna intimidate him? He's either a more powerful than you. Check. That's true. B more dangerous than you because he's way more willing to do things you won't. That's a check. Or C, fucking crazy, and you're not going to scare him. Uh, very hey, next it's line. all of the above. Very all next line, above. he's laughing. Exactly. He's laughing at her. Because he's already seen that he's going to win. He's convinced Jane ain't shit because he just survived Luke's attack. Mm-hmm. And everything's been about Luke. Now, is this the tipping point revealing to him and then he gets more overconfident? Or would it be better to fucking surprise him out of the shadows again? I mean, the answer is pretty obvious to me. When you're trying to assassinate somebody. This is hot. But hey, I, yeah. survived, I survived Luke's attack. Jane ain't shit. Plus, we definitely win because I saw that vision of my daughter ruling. Now, another question. On a scale of 0 to 100%. <laughs> I don't know why I needed to define that scale. <laughs> what are the odds that... 
Luke is giving Jason this vision of Alana, not Jaina, of Alana. He just saw Alana for the first time. Tenelka just brought Alana. Everybody has now seen her. Han and Leia were the only ones who'd seen her before. Mm-hmm. Luke just saw her for the first time. There's no way he didn't pick up on the parentage being force sensitive. And he looks like Tenelka or she looks like Tenelka yeah. and Jason, right? Did he just send him this vision to push that overconfidence again? Like I, like I was just wondering about the mm. Jaina thing because Kaidus has never talked about a white throne and no. light in his visions ever. It's no. always dark throne, blackness, badness, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is Luke Skywalker. I think he's gone again, right? He's... Han said he was gone. Yeah, but now he's flying around in one of the Mandalorian ships. He's just floating around. Sure, but they did their bombing run, right? Yeah. And then, you know, he, he's got to be within a, a much gr- a closer distance to Jason than he has been. I wonder if he, the town call shows up with Alana. He puts some, he already figured out, I think when Jason captured her earlier in the books, he's like, Oh, kind of, I think he did some mental math and he said he, Jason must be her father or something like that. But even if not, he just saw that kid for the first time. And then Jason has a vision of her ruling from a throne of light, not a dark throne, not him and her, her surrounded by undeniably good presences. Mm hmm walking towards the throne of light or sitting on it or whatever yeah. in the presence of it. That's it's gotta be Luke Skywalker, right? That's I, I didn't think of it that way, but at a zero to a hundred percent, I'm like 75 on that. Yeah. I, I didn't read it that way, but now that you say it out loud, it kind of makes sense. There's just a couple of like uh coincidences line up there. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like Maybe because I also wonder that because he's not telling anybody what he's doing. No. So when you see coincidences like this in a purposefully written text, well, they're not coincidences. Yeah. They're dots to connect, right? This yeah. is a fucking story. It's not yeah. real life where like coincidences happen. Yeah. But I swear to God, that's got to be Luke Skywalker giving him this vision, <laughs> knowing that Jason's biggest weakness all along has been his goddamn hubris. Yeah. This is the most classic story. Yep. Man thinks he can do all things. Man fails. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a pretty classic story. It's like the oldest story you could ever tell. So I wonder I wonder if that's Luke. She's showing up in future vision all of a sudden, just after he saw her. I don't know. Kaidus and Tahiri head down to Pep Talk the Moths. In a more secure location, the, down in the belly of the Anakin where uh, they can't get bombed so easily from the outside. And Kaidus, for some reason, must be his overconfidence. Wow. I'm going to look for that in everything that he does right from now on. <laughs> it's been his impetus the whole time. But from this moment forward to the end of the book, the end of the book, because he goes into the elevator and he decides it's time to tell Tahiri that he tricked her. Mm-hmm. We can't actually change the past. We can only change our memories of the past. Yeah. And what is reality really? Okay. Right? It's like an esoteric argument where 
I'm not really lying. That's that. He's like, it's, it's like a technicality, but no, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah. But like, I didn't really lie. No. You just assumed. I let you assume, you know, that kind of fucking bad guy logic. Where you're yeah. like, I didn't really do anything bad. I just uh, let you do think about thing about thing. They didn't change the past, just their memory of it. When he brought her flow walking back in time to see slash kiss Anakin. The one time that she got to kiss him in her life. Mm-hmm. Right before he exploded in a white hot ball of force. As expected all along, this revelation makes Tahiri furious. And I would guess moving forward is going to turn her against him. And he knew she was going to be angry. Yep. And the, he said the the thing that's going to change about whether she's going to be my apprentice is how she uses it. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Well, right. Don't let your anger control you. You yeah. use it to power you. Yeah. It's a battery, not a marionette strings. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a bad metaphor, but everyone in this book has really good timing. Cause why would you tell her this right now? Why would you tell Jason you're coming after him? Apparently Luke is the only one who understands how to keep secrets. He's good at it. <laughs> He's really good at it. I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> but seriously, why would you tell her now? Like, arrogance? Arrogance? Why Why would you tell her now when you're about to win? Maybe that's why. Exactly. I'm going to win, so it doesn't And matter. how lame is that? Yeah. Over and over and over and over again? Your arrogance can only be your motivation for your mistakes so many times, especially in a row, and... This one sucks. He tells her and she gets mad. I don't know. I just, uh, it gets, that's, it's only an interesting motivation so many times. Now that's a stupid argument to make when the whole nine book arc is a, is it the uh, hubris fault? Mm-hmm. So to like be annoyed about him being arrogant <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of pedantic, but make it, make it better. I don't know. Shit. It just seems like he's just so fucking flippant about obvious mistakes that he's making. And he's not uh, insightful about it. He's not like picking it apart. He's not, he's not like analyzing his decisions. He's not logic like old Jason would be. Yeah. As he said, just act. Don't think. I don't know, man. He's, he's a very flip back and forth. Because he was analyzing and logical yeah. enough to do the whole blood spray. Which I think is part of what bothers me when he's doesn't know Mandalorians are vac suited. What? Yeah. All right. Like that kind of... All right. So, turns out to hear he's mad. Because she openly insults Kytus twice. Once in front of guards. And again in front of the moths. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't help because Kytus is the only confident person on the entire Anakin Solo. Everyone else is pretty sure and worried they're going to fucking die. That's called leadership. That's called morale. Jason Solo. Not have any of that. No. Not Well, I mean, Jason Solo does. He has great leadership skills. When he crashes his ship and he thinks, think like Jason Solo. He gets out, cracks a joke. Everybody loves him. Darth Kytus. Has no <laughs> no no leadership it, qualities. Just at all. believe me. That's his answer. And honestly, I would say the same thing if I was getting visions of the future. Mm-hmm. I once dreamed the wiring solution to my air conditioner to the, to the to the thermostat. 
It's supposed to have three wires. Ours had nine. Because obviously everything in this house was built by the fucking person who <laughs> lived here. Not anybody who was ever trained for anything. I felt like a god for weeks. I had a dream a few months ago, back in the summer. I had a dream, and it was like blurry. I was turning my head, and somebody was kicking a ball on the ground past me. And somebody behind me was like, hey, Jessica, something, something, something. I was like, what the fuck? But it stuck out to me. Three weeks later, I'm at the park with my kids, and there's a chick I know on the bench behind me and a chick I don't know in front of me. Haven't heard her name. She kicks the ball past me, and blah, 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 Jessica sounds off behind <laughs> me. And I went, <laughs> I literally turned exactly slow motion like I did in my dream, and I watched the ball go by, and I went, I am Jesus. I am the Matrix. I dreamt this moment before it happened, and I don't even know that person. I heard her name in my dream. So I, see, see? Yeah. And that's just, that's like low consequence stuff. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no risk reward. There's nothing at stake at all. So him getting direct visions of the future and having them be right sometimes. It's hard to argue with. Yeah, it would be. When you're getting a direct connection from creation. Okay. Yeah. I know. And having. I know what it's like. And being a, a, a wizard. Yes, thanks. And having to. Sturgill. Explain that. Ex- and explain how that works to yeah. a normal person. That's like, it reminds me of Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was the greatest hockey player of all time. The mm-hmm. most skilled dude. He could do anything on the ice. He was a terrible coach. Mm-hmm. Because he had the skills inside of him, but not the capacity to relate the information in an understandable way to other people. Yeah. His thing was just do it. He, his thing was, I know how to do it. My hands do it. I just get it. My brain thinks it. I, I can't explain it to you. Yeah. Right. So Kaidas is the only one confident on the entire ship that he's not going to die. The moths want to win this battle. Guarantee win this battle. Not trust the force, this ancient religion, old wizard man, by using the nano killer to take out Tenel Ka on her ship. What a good plan. Mm-hmm. Problem for Kaidas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows Alana is with her mama and has similar DNA. Good news, though. The Boba Fett strain... It's already been deployed and should be covering half of the planet Mandalore by now. Hey, fuck off. Because fuck off. This 70-year-old man who's been suffering, hurting alone all his life has finally started to solve his problems and get closure and reconnect and have a family now can't go home. He can't go home. Yeah. Now he can't go back home. And it never right? goes away. And it never There's no half life. No. Because that's what they said, right? It was like if it's a if it's a a general uh a, a general killing yeah. strain, Few then it has a half life. If yeah. it's a speci- specified assassin strain, it just needs light every 3 or 4 days threat. and we're good. Yeah. Just photosynthesis yeah. forever. Fuck the empire, man. What a bunch of cunts. Yeah, they're terrible. Obviously, they're using biological weapons, right? That's horrible in our context, and it should be in theirs, too. You're meant to hate them. They teamed up with the bad guy for a reason. Yeah. But fuck all of you right now. Oh, 
And I was like, you know, a lot of the Boba Fett stuff, I was just like, yeah, let's get through this to get to the Jason and Jaina stuff. and The Luke and Ben and whatever. Yeah, 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 Boba Fett. Cool, cool. Yeah. But at the end of his journey now, it was a fantastic journey. And fuck off. Yeah, and they just ruined the rest of his life. I mean, hey, everybody can move somewhere else, right? That's but true. But that's they won't. not the Mandalorian way. No, they exactly. won't. Exactly. That's nasty. And Fett would never ask them to. He'll just disappear by himself and yeah. never say a word to anybody. He'll just fucking ghost them all again, leave them in a trail of dust, and they'll be just as hurt as he is. And fuck you, <laughs> stupid empire. So the nano killer is obviously going to be effective. But we can't use it in this battle, little moths. Because victory is already assured. So the Anakin will follow its bigger friend, the Megador. More yeah. like Mega Dork. Alright. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be really good bad. Yeah, that was that was, that was really good yeah, bad. Yeah, Tim Winston, he whoo, didn't he? His face, he got his cheeks got a little bit ready. He closed his eyes and put his head down. There was a lot of yeah. physical body language that was <laughs> negative about. about There's a lot of bad going How on. How dare you? They're gonna follow the mega dork into the battle, even though we have no shields on the Anakin, because we just got bombed to smithereens. Good plan. Yeah. Victory is guaranteed. I I would be questioning him. Well. Everybody is. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, and rightfully so. Right? Yeah. yeah. It. You. You can only tell people because magic so many times. Yeah. So Kaida sends Tahiri off the Anakin to find the real Jedi hideout because it wasn't a Ruru station. Depot, Ruquo, Oquo. Go find the real Jedi hideout. While I go make sure the moths don't get their hands on Prince Isolder's blood. To make their nanobot formulation. But Jaina is coming. Next week. When we cover chapters 17 to 20. To finish. Legacy of the Force book 9. Invincible. In the Legacy of the Force series. A 15 and a half month podcast journey. The culmination of nine books of 3,617 paperback pages. The ending to Legacy of the Force. For Darth Kytus, victory is assured. But Jaina is coming. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.